1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: It's August 13th, 2021, and you are invited to join me and an incredibly awesome woman from our community, Lisa Mast. Lisa owns a photo and media management company, and she is here to hold our hands and offer encouragement when it comes to the matter of organizing our photos and our memories. Now, if you're anything like me, this is a topic that can make you feel a little panicky. I feel a little panicky just thinking about it, but you guys, Lisa is here to calm the panic and save the day. I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back awesome, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship and community. We hope you know that you really have found your way to the most awesome community of women that exists on the internet right now. You can find our awesome community on Facebook. Truly the heart of our community is there, the sort of awesome hangout. We do so much to support each other, encourage each other, and keep each other filled in on the awesomes of everyday life over there on Facebook. Of course, we got to shout out our awesomes of Instagram. What an amazing community we have on Instagram. Instagram. So much going on over there between stories and reels and discussions in the main feed. If you haven't followed us on Instagram, we'd love to have you there at Sorta Awesome Show. So you guys, I really am so excited. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, this is one of those episodes I'm kind of doing for myself (laughs) because I need some help. Lisa Mast is joining me today. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Sorta Awesome.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm
0: excited to be here. I am so thrilled that you are here. You have an amazing background in so many things. You are an educator, you're an entrepreneur. Like I said, you own your own photo and media management company that's called Scissor Tail Digital. You're right here in Oklahoma where I am. <laughs> I am just down the road. Yes, yes. Even though you've kind of been all over the world a little bit back here in Oklahoma. And we've talked about photo organization a long time ago here on Sorta Awesome. Laura Tremaine did a great job of explaining some of the ways that she approaches organizing photos. That's a really big part of her life. Interestingly, Laura is an Enneagram one. And Lisa, you're also an Enneagram one. It must be something in your blood of the Enneagram one to be like, you know what? This stuff's important. Let's get it organized the right way. Am I right? (laughs) I think you're absolutely right. And some
1: of my really good friends who also do this work, they're also Enneagram ones.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, sadly for me, I mean, I'm an Enneagram nine, but I do have a one wing, but apparently I didn't get that part of the one DNA because Lisa... Personally, my photo situation's a little bit of a mess. We're going to talk about all of that. Lisa and I have been talking about the best way to approach this conversation, and we want to do it in a way that's not overwhelming, because I am a person that gets a little overwhelmed when we start talking organization of anything, but especially digital things like our photos. But we want to talk a little bit about some of the bigger picture issues with this, and then... Also, Lisa has some amazing practical suggestions and takeaways for the awesomes, and we're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But Lisa, first, let's start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about books or TV shows, movies, podcast products, whatever it is that's making life a little more awesome right now. Lisa, I can't wait to hear what you brought to the show. My Awesome of the Week comes
1: from a small business. It's women-owned. There are three co-founders, Mary Lee, Allison, and Kelly. And that's one of the reasons that I love this so much. I'm going to wait for a minute to say what it actually is because the why is so important to me. I love that they are so consistent and true to their mission and purpose in creating this product. And they really have just such an incredible origin story. They created a company and a product called Branch Basics. Now, let me throw in a disclaimer. I am not someone who absolutely loves cleaning or something. I'm an organizer, but that doesn't mean I specialize in cleaning. But this product is now my go-to. And it's completely non-toxic. They use the hashtag Toss the Toxins. And that's really, really important to me. Used to be sort of crunchy. I guess I'm probably pretty crunchy. Okay, I love that. You can use this for anything from like rinsing the fruits and vegetables that maybe you get at the store or the farmer's market. And you can also literally clean your carpets or whatever. The other day I had, you know how white pillowcases can get a little grungy? Oh yeah. I had some soaking in the sink with their concentrate. And then they also have what they call an oxygen powder. And that's it. It's the concentrate that you dilute to different degrees with water. And so it's your all-purpose cleaner. It's what you clean the bathroom with, your laundry detergent. They even have started, some of them, using it as a face wash or something. It's literally that, whoa, one thing for everything, and it works. And the crazy thing, I was rinsing these pillowcases the other day, and I looked down, and my ring, I knew I needed to clean it, right? and I noticed, oh my goodness, it's looking cleaner. So I got an old toothbrush and literally in that water, I scrubbed my ring and it sparkled. Nice. Right? And it's the same product. That's So I know we have a lot of awesomes who want to use clean products. Maybe they have some sensitivities to fragrance or something along those lines. And I love, love, love this product. The other thing Many of us are fans of Kendra Adachi. We love the Lazy Genius and her principles. And one of them is to choose once. And this is absolutely that because it's one product that you
0: can use for all the things, right? Yes. Yeah, it's my go-to. I love it. This absolutely sounds magical. We 100% will have a link in the show notes and I myself will be going to check this out very quickly after we finish recording because this sounds amazing.
1: And the other thing I love aside from the product itself, is that they have been putting out so much incredible content and recommendations of other clean products. Mm. So I've been using the product for a while, but I love the work that they have been doing on behalf of their community to say, you know what, we've gone through and tested and done a lot of the research and looked at the science behind clean skincare or other products that you might be using and their website just has such a great treasure of information.
0: Lisa, this sounds amazing. And yes, this is right up my alley with the sort of crunchy, the clean, and really so many more people are so into toxic free choices right now. So I am thrilled this is what you brought for your awesome of the week. And of course awesomes, we will have links in the show notes if you also want to go check out Branch Basics. It sounds amazing. My Awesome of the Week this week is something near and dear to my heart. And Lisa, it's lipstick.
1: (laughs) Of course. I've got to hear about this.
0: A brand new lipstick for me, although it's been on the market for a little while. But I was a little hesitant to try it because it's a long wear lipstick. And I have a bad history with long wear lipsticks because I feel like they usually dry my lips out so badly. But it's like not even worth it for the long wear trade-off. But NYX, NYX, NYX has a line called Lingerie XXL. And I saw some beauty YouTubers talking about how much they were loving this line from NYX. And I was influenced and I had to go check out these long wear lipsticks. I do love NYX because they are a cruelty-free company. They are vegan, if that's important to you. You can get them at drugstores usually. I got mine at Ulta. So they're really easily accessible. These particular longwear lipsticks in their lingerie XXL line, I think they're like $9 at Ulta. So very reasonably priced, especially for a longwear lipstick. So the reason they've chosen, this is a funny marketing choice for me from NYX, but they have chosen this XXL lingerie because they're calling it the first liquid shapewear for your lips. <laughs> okay, that's a different approach. Uh-huh. Yes, feels a little funny to me, but I will tell you all, I'm always skeptical about long wear lipsticks. Now, they say, their marketing says this is a 16-hour long-lasting lip color. I have not had that experience. I would say for me, it's more like six to eight hours, which is still great, but I'm a little skeptical on those 16 hours. But The formula is so nice. It's so rich and creamy. I do like to put a little bit of clear lip gloss on top of the color because that's my preference. But if you like a matte lip look, you can totally just put this on and go. But it really does have a true smooth feel to it. It feels really lightweight. Once it sets on your lip, it feels really lightweight and you kind of want to wear it all day. It really feels great. They have like 24 shades. So, Lisa, I have three of their shades already that I'm going to talk about because I'm super, super excited about them. The first one that I got is called Warm Up. Now, this actually ended up being my least favorite of the ones I got. It's a kind of brownish pinky nude color, and it's very lovely for a nude lip look. If you know me, you know I don't usually go for the nude shades. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to have a pop of color. I love a pop of color. But this, if you do like a more nude, subtle look, The warm-up shade is very lovely. Now, the one I'm super loving is called Unlaced. It's kind of a purpley mauve color. And I love a purple-tinted lip. I've been wearing it, and I've gotten on social media. I've had people ask, what are you wearing? This is the Unlaced shade. I'm super loving it. I did pick up one of the reds. They have three reds in the Lingerie XXL line. The one I wanted to get is called Stamina, And it's more of a blue-red, which I love. And I feel like blue-reds are so universal. If you've never tried a red before, look for a blue-toned red because they are so flattering on everybody. They seem to be sold out, though, of Stamina, at least at Ulta. I need to look on the main NYX website and see if they still have Stamina. But the red that I got is called Sizzlin, which they describe as a warm mahogany red. I would not normally have picked. It hasn't been my favorite, but it's nice. It's lovely. Maybe it will end up growing on me, but Lisa, I'm just like loving the formula. And like I said, I do get six to eight hours of color of long wear out of this, which I mean, that's pretty great. What more could a girl ask for in a lipstick, right?
1: Right. And the biggest thing I'm hearing is that your lips aren't so dry. Yeah, Because you're right. That's the worst thing about so many of the long wear. I hate that.
0: This is the most textually pleasing and happy making of any long wear formula that I have tried. So that is why these have been my Awesome of the Week. Like I said, they're about $9. And so I'm gonna keep an eye out. I will probably be adding to my collection. And I'll keep you guys updated if I find some more good shades for you to check out. So those are our awesomes of the week this week. Of course, we'll have links in the show notes so you can go and check those out. And we always love to hear what is awesome in your life. So, like I said at the top of the show, over on Instagram, we're at sort of awesome show. We talk about awesomes of the week every Friday over there. And of course, it is a longtime tradition that we do Awesome of the Week in our Sort of Awesome Hangout group. I always get something new and fun and, well, truly awesome in my life from reading the Awesome of the Week thread every week. If you haven't joined us, we are super easy to find. It's facebook.com slash group slash Sort of Awesome Hangout. When we come back, we are going to dig into this conversation that, like I said, you guys, I think it may be. More for me than for anybody else, but I am super excited for Lisa and I to get into talking about photo organization. We'll do that when we come right back. Hey awesomes, here on Sorta Awesome, we often talk about how important it is to have a great healthy way to decompress. For me, it's a hot bath at the end of a long day, but truly sometimes the best way to blow off steam is to give your brain a fun challenge. And that's why I love playing Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the match three puzzle game with thousands of levels and tons of cute collectible characters. Now I will say once I started playing Best Fiends, I got really serious about it really quickly. I did finally pass level 300. In fact, that's one of the reasons I love it the most. Best Fiends is never boring. There's always something new, which makes it this really awesome combination of totally relaxing with just the right amount of challenge. Something else I super love about Best Fiends, it's one of those games that really makes 30 minutes feel like 30 seconds So not only is it great for if you are traveling, like maybe you have an extra long flight or a layover, it's also fun to get out and play um, in those ordinary moments of the day, like when you're waiting in after school pickup line. So you guys, go download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends with that, the R, Best Fiends. Okay, Lisa, we're back. And before we get into what we really want to talk about in terms of like the practical side of photo organizing, I honestly think that sometimes, well, I'm going to say this. I think that for me, trying to get in and do a bunch of practical steps towards organizing the photos I already have, setting up systems for photos that I'm taking, just trying to collect into one place, all of this digital stuff in my life. It's a system that I can start out with, but honestly, eventually I kind of peter out and I'm kind of wondering like, is there something bigger going on behind the scenes here? Now you've been working with clients with getting systems set up for their existing photos and what are they going to do with their photos that they're going to continue to take? Do you feel like that's a common experience or am I the weirdo, the unorganized, anxiety prone, lack of organization person over here?
1: You are absolutely not alone. OK. I guarantee you that what you are feeling is what the vast majority of other people are feeling about their photos. And there are also people who are feeling really accomplished whenever they try some of these different techniques. But when you really get into this work, it's not just about what the photos are. it's the reason behind it. It's why are you taking these photos? There's such emotional significance to the photos that you choose to take. Now, some of them are where you parked your car so that you don't forget. So they serve a purpose, but people care about their photos. They care about their stories. And so there's absolutely an emotional connection to this. And that's why anxiety can also be present.
0: So before we kind of get into talking more about that, because I know that there is so much going on under the surface for so many of us, especially those of us who are a little unorganized with our digital lives, especially photos. And so I kind of want to put a pin in that. But before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit? How did you become somebody doing this professionally that works with people, helping them organize their photos and their digital lives? I know you have a background as an educator, but how did you get to where you are now? So it's definitely a case where I've done this kind of work for
1: myself for a long time and family and close friends. And I've also had jobs where people thought they knew what my work was because of the title I had, but there are a lot of other hats that I wore maybe behind the scenes. And so organizational skills, all of those things have brought me to where I am. So yes, I do have a background as an educator. My degrees are in music and conducting. And when you're running a music program, there are a lot of things that you do. You wear a lot of hats especially as a performer, there's a lot of photography and video. And so I had opportunity to develop a lot of technical skills as well. I've had some significant pivots in my career for family reasons and things like that. And Sorta Awesome is actually a pretty key player in this story. I came to know about Sorta Awesome because I followed Laura for a long time. And here's a crazy story. I don't know that I've even told you this one. I was listening one day and you were saying that there was a co-host who had been on maternity leave for a while. And I was, oh, okay, we'll get to hear someone else. And then I heard Rebecca. Okay. Well, she was talking about something that sent me to her website. And so I was clicking on something and I'm going, this sounds awfully familiar. Rebecca and I went to college together, (gasps) but I didn't know her as Rebecca Hoffer And I know Nate.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: That was a crazy thing. So, the way that that plays into this whole story is Laura has had one of our favorites, Casey, Miss Freddie, on her podcast. And I was making a change to actually developing a business that focused more on digital products, using your photos and things, but the specific workflow. I actually got to be part of Casey's first mentorship class. And so a lot of these things I have done myself. And the first time that I was introduced to Casey was thanks to Laura. And she was going through and talking about how she organizes her photos. And I remember I was in the kitchen and I was getting supper ready or whatever. And she's going through what she does. And I'm like, oh, I do it that way. Yes. And I do it that way too. Which was awesome. So then it's a little while later, and Casey offers this opportunity to actually learn her workflow, which was so awesome. But as far as the background, yeah, I've always had a camera in my hand. If you go to my website, and there's this photo of me when I'm like two years old, toddling around with a camera. And I've always loved photography, and the organizing thing does come pretty naturally. And I've learned a lot more about myself through the Enneagram. As you've mentioned, that's a big favorite of yours. And so I think one of the best parts of getting older is recognizing where your strengths are and being able to incorporate them into your personal and professional life. And so for me, that has looked like embracing things that I can put together, perhaps in a outside the box manner. And I still am an educator in many forms. Music is still a big part, but This has allowed me to put together my gifts, my skills, my experience, and also have it work for me, right? So in many ways, I'm outside the traditional four walls of the classroom, but I now have a new classroom and some different content. And stories I found are really the thread that tie together all of the different Mediums that I work in. So, music is one of those mediums, and photography is another one, and travel is actually another one that kind of brings all of those things together. So, those are kind of my main areas, and story is present in all of those. And I just am so honored to be able to help people with their stories to alleviate that stress and the burden because so many people are overwhelmed. I forget the exact number of photos that are projected to be taken this year, but it's in the trillions. It's (gasps) an astronomical number and it's increasing every year. There are just so many digital photos. That's not even talking about all the stuff we have in our closets, right? Because we're in that generation that was used to developing your film and everything. Yeah, But we have digital everywhere. And so absolutely people are overwhelmed. And so if I can teach you how to do it. In some cases,
0: take it off your hands. I'm honored to do that. Wow. That's amazing. And I am so glad that there are people that feel passionately to take up that work and help people that are more like on my end of the spectrum that when I start to kind of hear conversations about, okay, now in your photo organization system and this and that, I just start to literally right now as we're talking, I'm like grabbing onto the side of the desk. Oh my gosh, this feels so stressful. And we've had so many great conversations just between the two of us off mic about what's under the surface when it comes to that. And I think that that is what is a key difference in your approach to this work than others that I've heard is I feel like, and not only you are an Enneagram one uh, with a two wing, but also an ENFJ, ENFJ is, are inspired to get into the trenches with people with a compassionate, holistic, empathetic view of what's going on in their situation and to help them get things sorted out. And so just, you know, broadly speaking, what are some of the things that you have noticed working with clients or even just overhearing conversations? What are kind of some of those triggers of panic, anxiety, overwhelm that come along with this whole topic of just like, This should be so easy, right? Everything's digital. Everything lives in a couple of places. And why is it so hard? And how do I get so far behind? Why isn't it easy? Lisa, tell me everything. Yes,
1: people are definitely feeling overwhelmed. And there's a lot of shoulds. It should be easy. I should be doing this. And so then you're putting yourself in a position where you feel like you're failing and maybe you haven't even started. And then when people maybe do start something, they get partway through And then they get overwhelmed because there's technology that's giving them an issue or they have something else and they need to step away from that. Maybe it's for a couple of days, maybe it's a couple of months, and then you don't remember where you left off. And then you end up with gobs of duplicates when you're trying to get things in one spot. There's also the fear of losing your photos And I think that's a really big one, especially on your phone. I saw someone in the Hangout on Facebook this week say that their phone had been dropped in the water somehow and not everything was in the cloud and they thought it was, right? And so that's a big fear. There's just such anxiety. We live in Oklahoma. We are used to storm season. And you see those photos of photos that have been like, somehow crammed into a tree because of the speed of the tornado, you know, and it's heartbreaking, right? So there's absolutely a fear of losing your stories. And then there's a lot of shoulds, right? You feel pressure that it should be done a certain way. And that's very understandable.
0: There are solutions. That alone I feel like I can unclench my fingers from the desk a little bit because I feel very comforted that there is hope. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's hope even for people like me. But I do think it is so interesting, this work, because if you think about a show or the book or the big movement that came around, like Marie Kondo's work with the KonMari Method and the show that she had on Netflix, getting to see her work in real time. I mean, as much as produced to TV is real time, but you see what looks like a messy bedroom or we need to do something with all of these boxes. But then as she, again, really compassionately kind of steps in and starts talking to the client, like, how did we get here? What's going on here? It's almost universal that under the surface, like the disorganization, the messiness, there is something going on under the surface. It's a symptom of some things that are happening and as a coping mechanism or as an avoidance, whatever. It's just like, I'll just think about this another day. But I hadn't even thought about the fear component. I'm just overwhelmed because I have all these shoulds of just like, you should be keeping up with this better. These are the only memories your kids are gonna have from their childhood and you're not doing this right and all of that. But I hadn't even thought about the fear of like, oh my gosh, I could actually lose years and years worth of media, whether it's videos or photos. Yeah, that's enough to freak anybody out, right? (laughs) There is. And I think
1: another common struggle is grief. When a loved one dies, and what do you do with all of these photo albums or old videotapes? You have these treasured memories of this person who is no longer living, and it's really difficult to know what to do with them. So it's very understandable that it can be a struggle.
0: It can also be a source of comfort, but both of those things can be true at the same time. You know, I think it's really interesting because I would say in the past couple of years, we have been having these sort of waves of understanding collectively moving into more self-awareness, both for ourselves and recognizing in the people around us that so often what looks like a frustrating behavior on the surface or a disappointing choice on the surface, that really there's some mental health stuff going on behind the scenes. And for me, it's so much easier for me to have compassion for other people when I can recognize like, oh, but then when I look at myself like that, then I'm just, I still have that judgmental thing why can you not get it together with getting your stuff organized? Yes. And it's also very true that
1: someone might be extremely organized in one area of their life and not in another. Maybe they are really able to maintain systems at work and then it doesn't at home. And I'll be honest, I am a photo organizer. I've got some areas in my house that don't come in and expect that I'm an organizer, that I'm not Marie Kondo. And I'm guessing that she also has areas of her life that aren't completely neat and tidy and photo ready for TV all of the time, right? right? Yeah. And that can be inspiring. It can also put a lot of pressure on you. So I don't know that I've had a client yet or know of other organizers who had a client that don't start their conversation somewhere worth, I'm sure that my photo mess is the biggest you've ever seen. Yeah. Everyone thinks
0: that their mess is the worst and it's not Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Yes. But there are ways to tackle it. You have brought some amazing information and I cannot wait to dig into the nitty gritty. But before we get into that, is there a big picture overarching mindset thing that you would offer as encouragement to people who do feel like, oh my gosh, no? but Lisa, you haven't seen my photo mess. It really is the biggest. What is a sort of thing that could help those of us who get a little panicky about it to feel a sense of comfort, like, okay, this is something that maybe I can tackle. Well, first of all, know that you are not alone. And one of
1: the things that's available is a professional photo organizing service. And it's not that you have to hand everything off to someone. One of the things that has been most successful is for people to know that people like me are available sometimes just for some coaching. Mm -hmm. So there is help available. People just don't even know that this is a thing in many ways, right? So you do not necessarily have to do it completely on your own. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. But I would really encourage people to take a look at the why behind your photos. The first thing I ask every single digital organizing client is, How are you currently using your photos? And how do you want to use your photos? And that inevitably leads to a conversation where they give me more information about their family, how many devices, they, all of those things, because it's wrapped up in the why. What is your purpose? And when you're able to stop and take a minute to think about that, I think it gives you greater clarity with the kinds of photos that you're wanting to hang on to and which ones you can release.
0: That is awesome. Even just thinking in terms of, because I am a big picture thinker, Just being able to start from a place of sorting through things like what is the bigger why? Okay. I feel cautiously optimistic that even I could do that part of the work to begin with. (laughs) All right. Well, like I said, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Lisa has got a ton of practical suggestions, ideas, workflows to get into for getting organized with your photos. And we're going to talk about all of that when we come right back. Hey friends, lots of things can make your workouts hard. Extra resistance, double speed, maybe going one more mile. Your socks shouldn't though. That's why Bombas Performance Socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bombas Performance Socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bombas the most comfortable socks you've ever worn and added their special Hextech Performance Technology. Bomba's Performance Socks are stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature-regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come with a pillow-like tab to save you from dreaded blisters. They have stay-up technology, a special arch-hugging system, and an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features to help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all of their socks for every pair of Bombas Performance Socks you buy, They donate a pair to someone in need. They've donated over 45 million pairs so far. Everyone in my family loves Bombas socks. It's back to school time for us. So as we were getting all those back to school clothes together, you know we ordered some new Bombas socks for this school year. And you can do the same thing when you go to bombas.com slash awesome today and get 20% off of your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S bombas.com slash awesome for 20% off bombas.com slash awesome. All right, Lisa, we are back. You have an absolute treasure trove of information for the awesomes when it comes to the pragmatics, the practicalities, like, okay, if we can recognize, look, I'm not the only person that struggles with this. This is a mess. I've got some anxiety attached to it. I've got some big feelings attached to it. I'm going to sit down and think about why do I even want to organize this stuff? Once we've kind of done that initial sorting through mentally, what do we do once we get into it? How do we do this? What are some of your suggestions for us?
1: Well, like I said, with every digital organizing client, I always start by asking, how do you currently use your photos and how do you want to use your photos? The biggest thing is just to start where you are. Now, the ultimate organizing goal is that you use a three-to-one backup system, which means that you're going to have three copies of your photos using at least two different forms of media and at least one of those should be off-site or in the cloud. So let me break that down just a little bit more. So you'll have your original and then you'll have at least three of those. You want to use different kinds of media. So that means everything organized on an external hard drive and then something in the cloud. There are a lot of different options for how this can work. When this process first came about, and it's not specific to photo organizing, it's used in a lot of professions, it meant that you would have an analog version. So like literally backing things up on tape. So this process has evolved, but you want to have it in more than one place. Because when we were talking earlier, you said, oh my goodness, what happens if Dropbox goes away? Well, this is one of the solutions to that. You want to make sure that you have things stored in more than one place. And technology is technology. It will inevitably fail in some format. And so you want to have more than one copy. But Don't feel like you have to get all of those things done right away. You start with one of them. So three-to-one backup is where you want to head, but the organizing process has a couple of basic steps. When I'm working with a client, it's always going to be customized to them. Systems maybe they're already currently using, perhaps they have a professional Dropbox, perhaps they already are subscribing to something and we'll try to incorporate what they're already using, but the basic Bones of the system are always going to be the same. So, the first step is to centralize everything. Then, we're going to go through and delete exact duplicates. Then, everything's going to get sorted. I typically recommend using year and month folders. There are clients who want something different, and we can have a conversation about that, or you're doing your own work. Maybe you have a different idea. I'll also clarify that when I'm doing this, or if you've bought Casey's backup boot camp course, she's going to show you exactly which software to use and it's different for PC and Mac but they operate in the same way. But you're able to use technology to really help you. You're not having to sit there and look at each photo and be like, well, the smile in this one, is it exact? No, nope. because remember when you developed the photos and you'd get doubles with your prints, right? Oh yeah. So then you ended up with a lot of duplicates right away. This is different. We're sticking with digital organizing for right now. We'll get to the physical stuff in a minute. But you're going to sort into folders and for both of those duplicates and sorting technology is helping you. And then you move to back this up. So that's when you start getting into your multiple copies, right? Yes. In your different formats. And then the biggest one is that you're using and you're enjoying your photos. Not every photo is going to be one that always brings you joy. It might be one that is a, melancholy or whatever, but you still want it, right? There's an emotion, there's a story attached to it. But overall that you use your photos, you enjoy them. They don't just languish away on an old hard drive. They're not just stuck in a closet. You actually get to view them and enjoy them. That's the basic process.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. So you're saying that let's just say, because all of us I'm sure have photos that live on our phone and so you're saying that we could even just start with the ones that are already on your phone right now, going in, sorting, and yes. getting those put into this 3 one system, which I love. You know, it's so funny. We were talking about, as we were preparing for this episode, talking about how our mothers, with the analog film, you take them to get developed. Who knows what you're going to get back? Some of them are great, but then some of them are like, your finger, your thumbprint or whatever, your thumb's in the way. They're terrible, turned out terrible. But then maybe some of us head moms who would like meticulously put them into detailed albums. Sometimes they just would literally just shove them into the album sleeves, but at least we knew where everything was. And I think that's one of the things that I get a little overwhelmed with is like, I don't even know where all of my photos are. I literally don't, but I do know I've got photos on my phone right now that I could at least start with, right? Yes. Or you have lots of pretty photo boxes
1: available from Hobby Lobby or wherever, and there's just gobs of them. And these are organized. I haven't scanned these yet. So I still have print photos in photo boxes. Okay. It's easier with your phone. Don't worry about three, two, one with your
0: phone. Okay. You simply start. So are you saying with the things that are on our phone right now, would you recommend, like for me, I've got a whole bunch of photos. Would you recommend that part of this process would be for me to actually go ahead and have the ones that are on my phone right now. Should I send those all to be printed off? Or are we talking about, no, you can start organizing them digitally and then worry about printing later? I think that's one of the big questions that comes to mind for me. What should I do with the stuff that's on there right now?
1: So let me clarify what exactly you should do with your phone in the organizing process, like the centralized and all of those things. You're not doing any of the sorting. You're not doing any of the duplicate removal on your phone. Now, If there's junk photos and you want to go in and delete, that's fine. My number one recommendation is to use Amazon Photos. There are other options out there, but a lot of people are Amazon Prime members. And Amazon Photos is the easiest to set up. You simply download the app and it is completely free for Prime members. You have unlimited full resolution, unlimited storage resolution of all of your photos. And the video storage is as inexpensive as you're going to get. I think one of the key things people need to remember with photos and photo organizing is that it's not going to be completely free. You're going to either need to make an investment of time or money, sometimes both. If it's completely free all the way around, and it's super easy, and it's not taking any of your time, don't. There's it. a reason it's too good to be true, right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, don't. There really isn't a solution that's going to be completely free and doesn't take your time, right? Right, right, right. right. So you're either going to need to invest in time or money. So Amazon Photos, simply install the app and get it backing up. Okay. That's where you start with your photos. That's your centralizing for your phone, right? That's yes. getting all of your photos in one place and it's also backed up. You also need to know another difference in terminology. Sync and backup. Those are two really important terms. Mm-hmm. And backup is when it has actually backed up, right? Okay. To the cloud and it's safe and secure. A sync is like a mirror. So you have it on your phone, iCloud is a sync. You have the photo on your phone and then you can go and you can view it in another place. But if you do something to the original, it also does it to the other copy. So if you drop your phone in the water and those haven't truly been Backed up, if they're just viewable in another sync, they will disappear if the original goes away. And that's a really
0: devastating feeling. So just start with Amazon photos. That's the easiest. Thank you for clarifying the difference between sync and backup. I years ago did not understand that. I thought that if my photos that I had taken off my phone and actually put into iPhoto on my MacBook, I thought that if they were in the cloud, That they're good, they're stored. Now I can delete all these photos off of my MacBook. And Lisa, I lost so many photos doing that. And I was absolutely gutted. I was devastated when I realized those photos are gone. I thought they were in iCloud, not understanding that's not stored. So thank you for clarifying the difference between syncing and backing up. That is so huge. But you are saying, though, if you do use a system or a software, whatever, like Amazon Photos. When you back up your pictures to that, you can take them off your phone. They are safe and sound. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Amazon, have everything in the app. You'll be able to view it from your desktop, laptop. You can view it in the app. They are safe and secure. Okay, Let's also talk about Google for a minute because people love Google Photos, but you need to understand they've made some changes over the years and it's not the same that it used to be. The most recent change is that it's no longer free. That happened in June. So Google, I loved Google, right? I loved Google Photos. I loved the way that they would populate the edited photos and the little stories and things like that, but it comes at a cost, right? The service was free, but I promise that you were exchanging something for that service.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's no longer free. And if you have things that are stored in Google Photos, like they're grandfathered in. So you can go to my blog. You can read more about what actually happened with Google Photos this summer. They also have kind of a shady privacy policy. And I don't love the fact that it would allow them to use any of your photos for any purpose at any time in perpetuity. <gasps> oh my God That's gosh. just sketchy.
0: Yes. Because again, yeah. you're thinking... These are my family's memories, but they're private to us. There's a reason why I don't have them in some kind of public photo sharing situation. I just want to keep them private. But Google's like, well, (laughs) if you read your user agreement, then you might have noticed.
1: That's right. That's right. So that's the thing. One last point I want to make about some of these backup systems A lot of people take advantage of something when it says unlimited storage, and that's great. But again, it's free. There's going to be something that you're giving along the way. Do not, please do not use a photo printing company like Shutterfly advertises free unlimited storage. And it's a very, very, very well-known company. But you need to understand that when you upload your photos into a printing company like that, Or even to social media, it strips out all of the metadata. And it is a nightmare to retrieve those things. And then you don't have any of the date or any of that information in your photos any longer. Even if you download the originals, none of that information is there. So that is coming at a very high cost and is extraordinarily difficult to try to organize them at a later date. So Amazon Photos maintains all of those things. And I wish there were a small business alternative. I recognize this is a large corporation and there are feelings about that. So I recognize it. This is the number one way to start. If you are looking for something else, like there are solutions, but across the board, start with that. It really has the best features.
0: Okay. That's good to know. I actually do have that, Lisa. I just have not been very great about updating it, but I'm like, okay, This feels very encouraging because this is one step I know I can do.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And you literally let it run overnight, right? Let it run while you're sleeping and it's gonna run faster then too. Okay, and then you're not having to be concerned about things disappearing. They are safe and secure. You can sleep well.
0: Okay, so as we're talking about the three, two, one idea, backing up is what part of that process? Because I'm getting a little fuzzy as we're talking about what remind us of what the three, two, one is.
1: Okay. So three, two, one is the ultimate goal where you start is getting things centralized. So it is confusing because the backup process is last if you were organizing all of your digital photos. So let's move on to the next for just a moment because your phone isn't the only place that you have digital photos. So yes, I understand that we're talking about making sure that they're backup and secured. But in many ways, that's actually if you're going through a full workflow of all of your photos, that Mm -hmm. would actually be more part of the centralizing process because you're going to get them in one place. So when you have multiple phones and different computers and memory cards and external hard drives, this is where people get into the process and they start and then they get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So with all of your other digital photos, even get a literal box and put everything in one place. Okay. And then you centralize everything and create a digital photo hub. I recommend this to be an external hard drive. So if you've got old CDs of photos, you've got hard drives, whatever, get everything transferred to a photo hub. That's going to be the centralizing step. Then we'll go through and we'll sort out the duplicates and then we'll delete the duplicates. And then we sort it into folders, right? And then once all of that work is done, then we're going to, upload everything and have it be backed up. Okay. But I understand, yes, it does sound confusing.
0: No, I get it now. I was just getting a little turned around in my mind with the process, but I love that. I love bringing it all into one place. And even if it is a little bit messy when you start putting it together, because it is going to probably feel really messy, at least it is all living in one place together. Happy together. <laughs> yes, And then worry about
1: the old stuff, but just get started
0: with your digital. Okay, and because you're saying too, you may even after you get with done with your digital stuff, you may now depending on your age and what access you have to old family stuff, you may have like I have a couple of albums that are from college. I have some stuff from my childhood here in my possession. Some of it's at my parents' house, but I have some of it here that it's like, well, I mean, these are photos from 1986. Of course, I don't have any of the Originals, the negatives, or anything. I just have this one thing. So then, once we've put our digital stuff into a hub, then we could start working on bringing in the old media. Is that kind of what the next step would be? Absolutely. And some people want to just start with the old media. Maybe your parents'
1: generation, maybe they don't really take a lot of digital photos. So it just depends on the client. You can absolutely learn to digitize it yourself, it's going to take an investment in quality equipment. You can also have someone else help you with that. But before you even get to the point of digitizing it, what do you do with all of the print photos, right? Because they aren't always organized in albums. Sometimes you have boxes of just loose photos. So I actually reached out to a friend of mine who's a Physical home organizer and her name is Audra George. And she actually is in Oklahoma City and she owns a company called Pretty Meat, an organizing solution. And we'll make sure that there's a link to her contact information in the show notes because I don't work with clients on physical organizing of photos, right? We get everything together and I work remotely with a lot of my clients. So I've got clients all over the country and some even internationally. And so this centralizing process. And then the old media component, they're having to do some of the work as well. So Audra has given a couple of tips for what to do with your physical photos and how do you even start? Because that can be overwhelming. So she recommends that you sort out just the photos that you don't know who's in the photo, right? And they might be blurry or they're just not the greatest photos. She also is available to help people With an outside perspective, you might bring in a friend to help with that, but they also might have an emotional investment in what they're looking at. So you know who's in your life that maybe could provide more of an objective perspective. That would be one way, but someone can help coach you along. This is where you decide what organizing structure works best for you. So if you happen to know when photos were taken, they're identified by a year, sort things. These are photos from 1987. That's great. Or maybe you want to say, you know, these are from Christmas and I don't know what year they were. We can kind of see how big the kids are at different stages, but maybe I'm just going to say, here's a category of all of the Christmas. I mean, we could do an entire episode just on different strategies and organizing these things, but think about how you're using your photos and how you want to use your photos. Are you going to want some sort of slideshow or video for a family reunion. And maybe they'd be organized in a certain way that it would be helpful if you organized it that way. Any organizing that a client does of old media, I am going to maintain. So if you send me just a box of loose photos, I'm not gonna go through and organize it. It's your photos, I don't know what they are, they'll just be digitized. But if you send them to me and they're labeled and here's videos that are whatever you've written on them, the file will be named that. So that's why it's unique to you. Then when it's time to digitize, there are some great options out there. And I know that there are several that have been talked about here on sort of awesome before, and have even been episode or show sponsors, Mm -hmm. but some people also are hesitant to send them in the mail, which is very understandable. And they like to know who's actually working with their photos. So I do have contacts all around the country. If you want to know the name and face of the person who's digitizing for old media. So feel free to reach out to me and I can probably make a recommendation of someone who might be a member of my photo pro network or somewhere else. And if you're in Oklahoma, I have a lot of clients that I'll meet up with personally and can take that over. And if you want to do all of the work yourself, Another shout out to Casey. Miss Freddie has some courses that show you how to do this. So if you're a DIY person, there's a solution. If you're a DIY, but you want some accountability and coaching along the way, there are solutions. And if you want to just hand it off and say, can you make this magically happen for me? That's an option too, for the digital and the physical.
0: Oh, that's so good to know. That's so encouraging. And I love the fact that there are options that are going to be a better fit. Some things are going to be a better fit for others. But there is a pathway to getting this taken care of and not having it be something that you wake up at two in the morning in a cold sweat, like, oh my gosh, this is one of the many things that I have not taken care of. There's a path out of that particular specific anxiety and dread and panic. And that's so good to know. As we were planning this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much to talk about. We actually decided... We can't cover it all in one episode. So, Lisa's going to come back to the show next month in September to talk more specifics, especially if you're thinking, like, okay, Lisa's mentioned a couple of times, what do you want to do with your photos? What do I do with these photos? Well, Lisa's going to cover that in part two of our conversation coming up next month in September. But, Lisa, before we wrap up, do you have any closing thoughts on how to maintain once you do get that centralized photo hub put together? In you're backing up regularly. Do you have any tips or things that we need to know when it comes to being able to maintain? Absolutely. I would still go back to what's your purpose? What's
1: your why? What's your motivation? How do you want to use your photos? Because I think if you keep that in the back of your mind, it will let you know, is this a photo I'm really wanting to keep? Or there are 50 copies of it and I only want a couple of those, right? Yeah. If yeah. selecting one is too much pressure for you, then You choose what works for you. Every time I'm working directly with a client, it's customizing it to what they are wanting. So don't feel that just because one solution has been offered that that's the absolute gospel that you need to take. Right, so give yourself some grace on that. And also know that there's help out there. So another thing that you can do is just get a little coaching along the way. So spending an hour asking specific questions would be of help, that's an option. So know that you don't have to just do it by yourself. If you only do one thing today to make sure your photos are secure, and if you're listening to this, you likely fall into this category, that you take photos on your phone, then choose a way for them to be secure. If you're not wanting to use Amazon Photos, reach out and I can make another recommendation, but that is absolutely my goof for 98% of all of my clients. That's going to work for them. Also, I'll clarify that if you are not a Prime member, you can still use Amazon Photos, but you won't have all of the features. So again, feel free to reach out to me and I can clarify what that looks like. And then just give some thought to how you want to use your photos. And then hopefully when we talk again in September, you'll have more of an idea of what you're wanting to do with them. And if you're in a stage of life that just making sure they're secure is enough for you, that is it, right? don't should all of the time about your photos absolutely know that you are not alone in feeling anxiety or overwhelm about this there are literally trillions of photos being taken every year which is just ridiculous yes but when we think about what we're wanting to do with them I mean look I did a poll on my Instagram not long ago that was hey do you take food photos and it was really fascinating because people were all over the place and their reasoning was very different too. I'm not a photo minimalist and I used a gazillion food photos for a professional project this week. So when I'm thinking about my why, I take landscape photos. I take family photos. I take a lot of photos. I had a really interesting conversation with someone a couple of years ago. We were at a camp retreat and I had my camera and I was loving the process of taking photos. And he was like, can't you just be present? And I'm like, but this is how I'm present. Yeah. I love capturing things through my camera. Mm-hmm. That locks it in for me, as opposed to chatting, and running around and doing all of the things. I was doing that. And not just with my phone. I love getting my big DSLR or my phone, if that's what I have. Because I also think the very best camera is the one that's in your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we can talk about gear too, but... That stills me. And so I'm looking only at that because when you're looking through that lens, you're not seeing everything else. You're choosing what you put in the frame. So that's part of my why. So take time to consider if that's something that allows creativity or maybe you like more of following the rules of composition, right? If you are more of an analytical person and you're mathematical, and so the rules of that help you take a great photo, that's great. If it's more about creativity and different perspective, here's the other thing. Taking good photos is a skill that you can learn. And there are so many ways that you can increase your knowledge and build your experience. So if you don't feel like you're taking the best photos, again, don't put pressure on yourself about it, but know that this is something that you can build if you have interest. And so can your kids, your family, that's where the enjoyment comes in. So think about your why. And then we build a system that works for you. But if you take away the fear, the biggest one is usually that you're going to lose it. The memories. Yes. (laughs) So make sure they're secure. Then we'll do all of the system and coming up with all of your photos, because most people don't have photos only on your phone. If you do only have photos on your phone, then you're almost done if you just do Amazon. But yeah, we could go on and on and on for this. But what's your why? And then we go from there.
0: Oh my gosh, this was so helpful. And in fact, Lisa has offered to kind of further take some questions, specifically some that I have. And we thought this would be something to take over to an IG live where we can kind of talk through it and work through it in real time. So stay tuned to our media channels, our social media channels, especially on Instagram. We'll give you lots of heads up before we go live together to talk through some of this, but it'll be coming up in this week after this episode drops. Now, Lisa, you've mentioned a couple of times, your blog, your business, those types of things. If people want to find you or reaching out to hire you or just to read through some of the information you have on your blog, like you mentioned with the Google Photos thing, where's the best place where we can go to find you, connect with you and see how you can continue to help us? Yeah, there's a lot of information on my website and that's a way that you can directly
1: contact me and you can also learn things that if again, you're in the DIY category, you can absolutely just go there and it's scissortailedigital.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Digital.
0: Oh my gosh, this was so much. And you guys, like I said, There's even more coming your way next month. Lisa is an absolute treasure of information and encouragement about all of this. So Lisa, again, thank you so much for your time. This was so great. Oh, I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Awesomes, you know, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find Sorta Awesome on any platform that you are on just by searching Sorta Awesome. We would love to connect with you there. So Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time.